0: All right, you guys, I am currently struggling with a pinched nerve in my neck, and if you have ever had one, you know the pain. So I am feeling super thankful for today's sponsor, Tanasi. Tanasi's CBD, CBDA is two times better than CBD alone and better than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. It helps soothe and relieve my aches and pains like my pinched nerve, and it's great for sleep and anxiety, so I put it on right before bed. Tanassi was discovered by a team of chemists and biologists at Middle Tennessee State University and 5% of all revenue is given back to the university partner for ongoing research. It is THC-free and comes in a range of products. I love the topicals, but you can also choose from soft gels, gummies, and tinctures. Satisfaction is guaranteed. Try Tanassi for 30 days, and if you don't love it, you get a full refund. Go to Tanasi.com and use code MOM to get 25% off at checkout. That's T-A-N-A-S-I.com to get 25% off your first order with promo code MOM. Start ritual or add Essential for Women 18 plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash sober mom for twenty five percent off. Hi, welcome to the Sober Mom Life Podcast. I'm your host, Suzanne of My Kind of Sweet and the Sober Mom Life on Instagram. I don't consider myself an alcoholic, you don't have to either, and maybe life is brighter without alcohol. I hope you will join us on this journey, and I'm so excited to get started. Happy Monday and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much. If you came back, if you have been listening for a while, if this is your first time listening, I appreciate all of you. I'm excited for today's episode. I have Jessica Jabot of A Sober Girl's Guide. And I love this one because she has a very popular podcast, The Sober Girl's Guide. And I was on her podcast a while ago. It was before I had my podcast. And so it's back when I was still really trying to figure things out. I mean, I'm still trying to figure things out. But It's back before I had a lot of the answers that I feel like I have now. And I always knew that if I was going to have a podcast, I would want her on mine. And I'm excited to have her on mine now. I got to hear her story. She was, you guys, I, I mean, talk about what sounds like a glamorous life. She was a DJ. She traveled the world DJing. I mean, that sounds very glamorous, but I can also only imagine the flip side of that, right? When life is a party and how dark that can get. And we talk about that. We also talk about relationships and she had just gotten out of a relationship when we recorded this about a month ago. I love it because she's really raw and honest about it. And it's just about, you know, being able to feel when something isn't right. And that's the best part about sobriety is that we're in touch with our gut. And like when our gut talks, we listen. That sounds gross, but it's true. Before we get into the episode don't forget to support the podcast over on Patreon if you're loving it. There's more of this. There's more of all of this over on Patreon. There's bonus episodes. There's bloopers. You guys get to hear these intros that I record that I just always, my editor has heavy lifting. We also have Friday Zoom meetings at 11 a.m. Central Time. That support meetings where you just come as you are. We just talk and get to support each other. And we have our book club meetings. That's the first Wednesday of every month at 7 p.m. And we have Discord. So the ladies get to chat on Discord all day long. You guys are chatting with each other, and I love it. And so come and support us. It's five, seven, and $10 a month. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram at my kind of sweet for the picture of a full, sober life. And one more thing. Subscribe to the podcast so it just shows up in your feed. I have a lot of bonus content coming, bonus episodes. The Real Sober Moms are coming back. We also might be doing a Bravo bonus episode. So just subscribe, and that way you don't have to remember to search us out. And then I'll just show up. And then, uh, oh, rate and review. Rate and review. Okay, I hope you enjoy this episode with Jessica. The tables have turned.
1: Oy. <laughs> the student has become the master, although I'm not a master. <laughs> it's like the hunter has become the prey. More oh, like it. Oh my
0: God. Okay, the hunter <laughs> has
1: become <laughs> You, Jessica, are in the hot seat.
0: It's your turn. I was on your podcast. This was like, was it like a year ago? It was before I had this podcast. Yeah. And you were so kind to invite me on to talk about my story. And I'm like, hey, I need to get you on here. Because I listened to your podcast, A Sober Girl's Guide. And uh, I don't think I hear your story a lot on there. I did listen to the episode, like there's some behind the scenes stories and stuff. Yes. But I'm excited. I'm excited to just you you call it your BS story, the
1: before sobriety yeah. story, yeah. And I want to hear your BS story. Oh man, okay.
0: First, welcome. I mean, I just totally dove in. I didn't. I didn't even welcome you. <laughs> you warm me up, man. I
1: know. Buy me dinner. <laughs> I know. No, we're just jumping. <laughs> yeah, that's how I like it. Let's go like hard, fast, and strong. Let's do it. Yeah, that's right. Um, My BS story, geez, okay, like where do we start? So kind of like funny, I mean, it's funny now. <laughs> I get it. But like growing up, all my partners and I've always dated like older people, older women in particular, who have had like major issues with drugs and alcohol. And I'm just like, weird, this just keeps happening to me. Really? Okay, when did you
0: realize that? Was it probably not at the time that you're choosing these women right but in retrospect you're looking back and you're like wait
1: yeah like literally one like how I met one's family was like they had this intervention at this really nice hotel in Vancouver and yeah surprise like you're going to rehab and I'm like nice to meet you family wait who was going to rehab my girlfriend at the time and that's how you met her family that's how I met her family yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah. But like I was just like, yeah, this is like totally normal. This is just like what happens in life. Right.
0: Okay. Okay. So it's like does a fish know it's wet? Because if it's something yeah. you've always done, you're just like, yeah, this is how it goes. Like isn't this how we just meet the family? Is Yeah. Is that the intervention? Exactly. Okay, I heard are you still in a relationship? Oh my god. Cuz you were, right? Are you are you not talking about it? You don't you don't have
1: to. I was It's so funny. No, no, no. This whole like, I just recorded this episode recently with like a really good friend of mine. And we're talking about relationships. And because you know, like, I was dating someone back. I don't know, we broke up in November, like literally two days after we recorded a podcast together.
0: Okay, because I I listened to you guys on the podcast. I was like, okay, you guys sound so
1: cute. Like she sounded great. and Yeah, okay. So you broke up two days after that? literally two days. And again, it was meeting her parents. (laughs) It was a meeting. Really? Yeah. Like I'm great with parents. I'm, you know, (laughs) you're like parents love me. (laughs) Yeah. I love parents. I get along with them probably better than their kids (laughs) that I date. Yes. Yeah. But like, I also have a thing like, don't be disrespectful to older people, especially your parents. Like that is a deal breaker for me. Like anyone who knows me, like my mom, my grandma, especially my family, like I am like a crazy, like mama bear. Yes. Like if you fuck with my family, it's over or anyone that I love, like look out.
0: That's admirable. And so you saw some dynamics you didn't love. Horrible.
1: Oh, and like when I brought it up, because it was so uncomfortable And I brought it up. I'm like, hey, like, can we just like be a little nicer? Like your parents are just asking you if you're hungry, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I get it. Like parents are triggering. We go home like shit gets wild. Yeah. You know, like we have baggage. I totally get that. But like fake it. Fake it. It's the first time I'm meeting your parents. Like, let's just put on a happy face and not be so aggressive.
0: Yeah, that's rough. I mean, that's an interesting thing as far as like dating sober, I bet, too, is Mm -hmm. like normally, probably if you're still drinking, if you're still in it, you're not going to have those red flags that go up and you're not going to set that boundary. You know, you're not even going to know to like listen to yourself like, hey, this is indicative of something deeper and it makes me very uncomfortable and I'm not willing to put up with it. Oh, my God.
1: I, if, like, the drinking, like, the BS, Jess, like, would have just been, like, oh, okay, Mm, maybe a little get better, like, oh, maybe I need to understand more, like, or, like, make it about, like, oh, I need to adjust to this situation, I need to, like, stuff all my feelings, stuff, like, all this, like, intuition that's coming up that's, like, yo not cool yeah no like this is like not okay how like to talk to people I don't care if they're their parents or not and then like the funny thing that happened is like she started talking to me how she talked to her parents
0: I mean
1: yeah that you could that's like a straight line you know what I mean like of
0: course right totally yeah because she loves her parents and that's how she treats like you're seeing her love on display and like you will receive it at some point
1: <laughs> and I did like little bits and pieces like there was always something like you know just like these little whispers of like "Ooh, ouch like that's a little stingy like that doesn't feel great that like where's that coming from but you know you're getting to know someone you're dating them like you're still hopeful yeah Totally hopeful. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good word. I know. I know. It's hard to be
0: hopeful. My brother and I were just talking about this morning because we're Gen Xers and Gen Xers are just like, we're not hopeful. He ties it back to the Challenger crash (laughs) and us seeing the hope like fly, you know, like take off and then explode. And it's like, yeah, hope is
1: a scary thing. Yeah, totally. But it just like wasn't there. And I was like, you know, it might seem a little dramatic. Like I, we were at her parents' place. We like flew up there, and I just like was like, you know what? I'm out. You know, I brought this up. I said you made this makes me uncomfortable. Like, can we like just tone it down a little bit? The response that I got was just not cool at all. Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm out. And then you just left. Yeah. I booked a flight. Good for you. And I'm like, you know what? Like, this is not, like, you are not going to be talking to me like this at all. And I felt like such a woman. Badass. Like, I felt like such a grown-up. I'm like, yes. Okay, like, this really hurts and this, like, sucks because, like, now you have to, like, mourn all, like, you know, we had planned to go to Hawaii together, like, and, like, we had all these, like, life plans, like, set up right yeah and so like you kind of have to like mourn that but then it's like oh my god like I don't want to be doing life with someone like that like that sucks
0: good for you because that is so like the hardest decision is the right one and especially when you had just like publicly kind of put her out there she was on the podcast and like you didn't let that because that would just be your ego being like, well, I, I can't. I just have to protect. Got to hold on to it. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be humiliated. When really, that's not the humiliation. Would be, yeah, trying to make something work that you know. Also, when it's the first time, like, she's on her best behavior.
1: That's her best. I know. Like. <laughs> it was such horrible behavior. Like, I don't really want to go into it because that's not really, like, important. Yeah, no. You know? Like, no. Like, it's just the general feeling and tone. Like okay, cool. Like, I can stand up for myself. You know, I I talk about this, like, in my podcast episode coming out, but like, love and relationships are so hard for me, because like, at the core of it, like, I'm scared to be alone. Yeah, you know, like, this is like what I want more than anything. And like, but I have to like, say goodbye to it. Like, I have to be the one to like, weed all this out when it's all that I want <laughs> right so it's
0: really hard I mean and you being the one to make that choice too yeah. like it's almost easier if break up with me man they are, are gonna make the choice and then you you have to mourn and grieve it but like for you to stand up for yourself and to choose yourself that's what you did yeah you chose yourself over the dream over your dream of what that could be and over the hope of what it could be, because yeah. that would be you giving away too much of yourself and like not giving yourself what you deserve. And yeah, that is like that's a badass move though.
1: Thanks. I mean, what I did afterwards, probably not super badass, but you know, we're all we're learning. We're learning. What'd you do? What you do afterwards.
0: Now this is the good stuff. Let's hear
1: Well, conveniently conveniently and you know at the time I'm like oh my god it's like the universe like working in divine like fuck that no no it's not it's bullshit (laughs) so at that time like my ex that I've been like off and on for like three years yeah just so happened (laughs) weird we're
0: both single weird (laughs) you're like let's just try this again yeah was it fun
1: Yeah, it was fun in the beginning, for sure. It's so exciting. Like you're getting all this like major hits of like dopamine. But like now it's been like four months later and I'm like, oh, this is not fun anymore.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then
1: you're like, now I remember. Like, we're back to the same issues, same problems. It's like relapsing, right? It's like, yeah, it's like going back to drinking, like having a slip up or a sip up. Totally. Yeah. Same shit. Here we are. Right. And like at first it is good. That's why I always
0: think like alcohol is like a toxic X, and we can romanticize it. Like sometimes the farther away you get from it, you forget all of the bullshit that it brings and you romanticize and you see it on TV and it looks so nice and everyone else has it and look at that love, you know, <laughs> and then you go back to the toxic X, or you go back to drinking and this is how it always goes, right? Like I, I talked to so many women and they're like, it was great at first.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) And that's like moderating. it's like, yeah, moderation worked at first. At first. Yeah. Yes, of course. And like, I mean, that's what makes toxic relationships hard. That's what makes Mm -hmm. relationships with alcohol hard is that like nothing is all bad. Like if something was all bad, that'd be easy. It'd be like, yeah, of course I'm not going to eat glass. Like glass, that would be horrible.
1: (laughs) Like, I'm not even tempted. It fits certain, like, needs and wants. And unfortunately, it hits a couple of them, not just one. Like, it hits a couple on the list, right? And so it makes it just that much more enticing, that much more, like... Yeah. (laughs) Like,
0: intoxicating. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. When you were drinking, let's talk about, we still need to get, we still need to get your tier BS story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Weren't you, weren't you like a, you were a big DJ, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Tell me about it. Tell me about the party days.
1: Yeah. So looking back, like there's definitely habits, there's definitely patterns, no big deal. But I was a DJ, a full-time DJ living in LA, basically paid to party. I mean, that was that was my job to, like, drink, have fun. And how old were you? Um, Oh, God, I DJed from, like, 23 to almost 30,
0: 30. I mean, it sounds like it. It sounds like a good time in your 20s. Like, it sounds like a good
1: gig. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good time on paper, right? Like every time I'd right, be like, right. oh, I'm a DJ or like someone would ask me what I do. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a DJ. And they're like, what? Oh my God, that's so cool. I know, it sounds so glamorous. Yeah. I mean, it is, like it's fun, but like I didn't love it. So I like kept drinking and drinking to like love it or to like force you, like you have to be on and you have to be in a good time. Like, yeah, there's nothing worse than like seeing a DJ who's just like, Mm. Yeah. Like a bump on a log. Like the wedding singer. I think about like <laughs> yeah. 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 Like who wants to see that? Like, no.
0: Yeah, like you create the party. Like you literally create the energy and the vibe in the room. And you're like, yeah. That's a lot of pressure. Okay. Now yeah. that you put it that way, fine. I won't I won't be a DJ. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, do it. It's fun. Like it's a
0: good time. <laughs> you imagine the forty-two year old mom of three DJs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there is a market for it there's a market for anything oh my god yeah
0: probably actually
1: there's like granny djs there's like grandpa djs no, no.
0: wait what
1: is this true this is a thing oh yeah not
0: like in clubs what do you mean in clubs
1: yeah but it's like it's like a character it's like over the top like plays up like being like a stylish Grandma. Oh, kind of thing. I'm picturing grandma like Dead Mouse or something.
0: Like, no, (laughs) like, oh my God,
1: that would be horrible.
0: (laughs) I know. I'm like, I can't, my mind can't compute the grandma DJ. Okay. So you were in this like party lifestyle, like you were paid to party. I could see where that could go badly.
1: You know, it's there's no one saying no. There's no one saying like, hey, like chill out. No, it's like, if anything, people are like, no, like drink more. Like, oh, just have a shot. Oh, just do like this, do a line of this. Like, you know, it's, there is no, no, there is no moderation. There is no like, oh, let's just have a couple of drinks and have an easy night. Yeah. Like, how are you feeling? What? Yeah, no, that is not the case. And so like, I'm just like, this is like, I hate everyone here. Yeah. <laughs> like, Ugh. I don't like the people that I work with. I don't like the people that like, come in to party, like, it's just so transient. You know, it's just like, I just don't like doing this. I don't like this environment. But I also felt stuck. Like I was in this place, like that I, you know, I had all these bills, like, this is my livelihood, right? Like, I built my life around this. So that sucks like that's a really tough place to be totally like you felt you felt like it was toxic you wanted to get out but then it's like how exactly you can want to but how do you so what happened yeah and why would I want to right like everything looks so fun looks so fun and everyone's telling you it's so fun yeah
0: and you're like wait but I don't think this is fun anymore I know like what's wrong with me
1: you know, everyone else is like complaining about their jobs and how they have to go to work and blah, 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 blah. And like, yeah, like I go to work for like two, maybe four hours and I like pretty cushy. Yeah. But like, I don't like it. It doesn't matter what the job is. It doesn't matter how long it is. It doesn't matter how much you get paid. Like if you're doing anything just for money and you hate it, like that is going to suck the life out of you.
0: Totally. And like chip away at your soul and like what you're do, like how you're showing up for yourself. So how'd you get out of it?
1: I mean, I, I didn't. I kind of like kept ignoring, like I'm really good at ignoring myself till, till I'm not. Yeah, that's what drinking does, right? Drinking really helps with that. It's like you can. And my anxiety was wild, like out of control. Like I literally felt Like everything in my body was like twisting and turning like so fast. Like I felt my body was like almost like eating itself, which sounds like really weird. But like your skin is like crawling. You you can't stay still. You're just so agitated. You literally want to crawl out of your own skin. Like it's so sick. It's like the worst feeling ever. I was so skinny. Like I was like disgustingly skinny, like malnutritioned is what it was. (laughs) Come to find out, and no one.
0: What was your family saying anything, or they they were in Canada, and so they they weren't.
1: No, they were in Canada. No one. And I'm like such a good like mask. It's not like I was like lying to everyone. I think like honestly, I never stopped to like even think about like how I was feeling or how like things were affecting me because I was just like, let's just go, let's go, 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 keep running, keep running. Nothing will catch up to you. You know, you've just got to try and outrun it. And like that shit doesn't work. <laughs> right. No, it, it does catch you. Yeah. Yeah. And when it catches you, look out. <laughs> right. It's brutal. So like my anxiety got so bad that I couldn't even work. Like I couldn't even stand still for two seconds to like change the songs. Like mm. it was horrible. So I started to see, I'm like, okay, if I can't work, like, I'm going to be broke. I'm going to be like on the street whether I like it or not. So like let's figure this out. Like it is in your best interest to like figure this shit out now. Yeah, right? So that's kind of like that's what I did. I I kind of looked at like my life and like, I broke it down like day by day, like kind of like hour by hour, like what in my day am I even excited about? Do I enjoy what's going on here?
0: Yeah, so you just started to like examine everything. Yeah. That's a big pivot too from like not feeling and just like going, going, going until your body is
1: actually forcing you to be like, wait, no, you have to, something has to change. You have to. You have to just like sit down and like look at this and like, you know, really be honest with yourself. Like, do you really like doing the majority of like the things that make up your day? Yeah. No, like hard no. I was literally just like waiting around to go to work or like, like I was doing nothing with my life. And no wonder I wasn't happy. Like, right. You know, no wonder I felt like I was wasting my days. Like I was (laughs) like, I literally was. So I kind of like went through and I went through with like a fine tooth comb and was like, what do I actually enjoy? and Like, what do I actually want to feel like instead of focusing on like, well, I don't want to do this. And I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to feel like this. That's I mean, that's great. If you don't know what you want, like, then do the opposite of that.
0: Yeah, that's a good tip. I mean, if you if you don't, and a lot of times, probably you don't know, like if you've been drinking, you know, for a decade, your your entire adult life, which most of us have, like at that point, you might not know. So yeah, that's, that's a good idea.
1: Yeah. So like, literally think of Like, if you can't think of what you actually want, and like, that's okay. Like, it's also a lot of like trial and error and like, shit that we need and want, like also changes like as we evolve, because it's supposed to, it's like a moving target, which is fun and like not. Exactly.
0: I like that you said, because it's supposed to, yeah, like we're supposed to change, like we're not
1: supposed to keep doing the same thing. Totally. So yeah, I kind of like focus on like, how I wanted to feel and how I wanted to like, look and how I wanted to present myself and how I wanted to show up. And then like, kind of reverse engineer, like, what does that look like? Like, what is a big thing? Mm. For a lot of people is like confidence. Okay, like, that's a pretty general, broad word. What does confidence even mean to you? Like, does it mean like being calm? Does it mean being grounded? Does it mean like listening, like giving yourself enough like time and space to like actually listen to yourself and what you need and want before making decisions or before giving that answer? So yeah, like really getting granular with what that even like looks like and like those definitions for yourself because they're gonna change for everyone. Everyone's definition of things is different that they want from themselves. Yeah, so true. Yeah, that's what I did. I did that. I did try and go to like some AA meetings in West Hollywood. Not my thing. So did you pair like
0: the DJing with the drugs and alcohol and you were like, both have to go?
1: Yeah. So when I did that, like when I went through kind of like my life and like what what I wanted, like they didn't come, they didn't fit into the equation. Like literally like into the equation of like what was going to like bring me joy and like be exciting and fun for me. They didn't come up at all. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which is pretty mind blowing. Like when, when when we, you know what I mean? When we sit down and think, okay, what do I want my life to be? And then that was taking up so much of your life. And it's like, oh, holy shit. I don't need like just to change something. Like I need like a whole new trap. Yeah, for sure.
1: I mean, it was... It was scary, but like also exciting because like I don't know, I was just in like so much pain and just wanted like something different. I'm like, it can't be worse than it already is. Like, well, let's let her rip. <laughs>
0: totally. And so you tried AA. You you went into an AA meeting. How'd it go? Brutal. Brutal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked
1: about. I've never. I've you know. I've never gone, but I get. I yeah. <laughs> It's just like not for me. I definitely thrive on like motivation, like you know, kind of like th- more forward thinking. Yeah. You know, I I get it. Like I've been beating myself up enough. Like I I know. I know all the shit that I've done and haven't done and whatever. I get it. Like I don't need to like add salt to the wound, but like I really thrive on like being more proactive and like okay, cool. Like we've accepted, we're here. Like, what can we now do about it? And like, you know, forward thinking, like, tell me the sun is going to rise tomorrow. Like, tell me how good it's going to be. Don't keep me in the dark here.
0: Yeah, oh my God, totally. Like, don't keep me just tied tied to alcohol and tied to the past and all of the mistakes I've made. And I don't know if that's, I'm sure that's not completely what it is, but when that's kind of the theme and that's the vibe you get, I'm totally like you, then I'm like, yeah. Like I, I'm so good at beating myself up. I've been doing that my whole life. No one can say something worse than I've thought about myself. And so I don't want to live in that. And I don't want to,
1: I don't want to start there. Not at yeah. all. I'm like a pro. Like,
0: yeah, I think a lot of women are like a teach this course. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like I think we're so fucking hard on ourselves. And yeah. that's we don't need to be taught how to be hard on ourselves. We don't need to be humbled. No, we need the opposite. We are too humble. We need bigger egos. Yeah.
1: I mean, God, I wish I was a narcissist. Like, Jesus. Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> like, can I be
0: egotistical, please? Like, that sounds so nice. A
1: tiny, like, just an, a micro dose of, like, ego.
0: I know. Instead, I'm like, oh, I'm sure this isn't right. But everyone's like, no, that's great. I'm like, no, you're just saying that.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. So that just just didn't jive with me. Just not my thing. And so what'd you do? Because this was
0: how long ago was this?
1: I don't know my exact like date. I don't really like it's not a big thing for me. But like the end of like March, like towards the end of March, it'll be six years. That's amazing. Damn. Cool. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I mean, take that in. Can you believe it? (laughs) Wait, at the end of
0: March, that's like a few weeks. Like, yeah, that's like now pretty much. Pretty much. I usually celebrate
1: like around like middle of March towards the end. What do you do to celebrate? that's a good question <laughs> uh last year i went for a really nice dinner with a couple of close friends that's nice and that was really really fun like really really nice because food is like my thing i like love food and my friend bought like a really nice bottle of non-alcoholic champagne to the restaurant which was really dope. And yeah, yeah, just like hung out and chilled with my friends. It's so true. Like when the focus is
0: off of booze, like food does become, and I'm not a foodie at all, but even I have like, when I go out to a restaurant, I'm like, oh, I'm excited about the food rather than, letting the wine take over you know like food then becomes like actually good and nourishing and yes and like you can taste all the flavors which is very helpful when you're eating yes
1: totally oh my god I love food like so much and I think it's just like so interesting I love the different like just the possibilities and like yeah I'm always down to try something new
0: And so you went from this like malnourished, right? Like kind of searching, kind of lost. (laughs) Yeah. To someone who's now really loving food. Like that there is just such a metaphor for the abundance of sobriety.
1: Yeah. And also like, I also really love like figuring out things about myself. Like I love staying up to date with like my health. Like I love getting my blood tested. I found out that I'm like also anemic. so. Oh, and that's brutal. I
0: was anemic in pregnancies and it's like a horrible feeling. That kind of is like an anxiety feeling too. When you're like, like kind of weak and just like can't... I felt like my body couldn't get settled inside or something. Yeah, that's like a horrible feeling.
1: Yeah. So like staying up to date with that and like monitoring that, like I just really love and enjoy like taking care of myself.
0: Yes.
1: You know, like I love... Like making sure, you know, I'll eat shitty food once in a while. I I love that. But like, I love like cooking for myself. You better be human. (laughs) Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, I still eat ice cream like pretty much after every meal. So whatever. Okay, (laughs) fully accept that. But like, I just really like learning about myself and learning about like, okay, you know what, like, maybe the anxiety has gotten like a little bit too much. Like maybe we do need some like help with that what are our options? Like it doesn't scare me as much anymore. Yeah. Because I know like it's a double-edged sword, right? It's not going to last forever. Like the good thing is it's not going to last forever. The bad thing is like, it's not going to last forever. Right. So like, It's just like the ebb and flows of life. Oh, totally. And
0: so this was six years ago. There wasn't this like groundswell of like sober curiosity, like sober movement. Like AA was probably the only thing going, right? Yeah. So what did you, when you decided you were like, yeah, this is obviously not for me. What did you
1: do? So, I mean, I've always been a huge like advocate of like personal development, self-help, like whatever you want to call it. I just love like that is my jam
0: well p.s you also wrote a book about it save your own what yeah. is it
1: save your own damn save your own damn life yeah oh, so good save your own damn life yeah. <laughs> I love it yeah and so like I just love that and I really like began to notice like okay yes we all you know are unique we all have unique stories and And that, but like we all share the same feelings and we all want to get towards the general, like, same goal. Yeah. And there is kind of, there is somewhat of a formula or there is somewhat of like a pathway to do that, like things that need to be like acknowledged, accepted, and moved through. Yeah. In order to do that, like, in order to like really truly like heal yourself and these systems and these like, I don't know, I guess kind of like guide or like programs or whatever you want to call it just became like more obvious and like you know of course there's different ways to go about executing these these certain procedures but like there's just like these basic core things that need to be addressed and and dealt with in order to make changes. Yes. So, yeah, that's kind of like what I did. Like I kind of like set up my own like system for myself. And then found that like other people would also benefit from this system. And then it just went from there. And then the rest is history.
0: (laughs) And you created like, so you created a sober girls guide. So it is a guide. You created what you needed at the time. Exactly. I love that women are doing this, you know, like that's kind of why I created this podcast. You have your podcast too. And it's like, I always think about it as like, I'm answering any of the questions that I had when I stopped drinking. And so like, I'm just like putting out into the world what I needed at that time. And that's such a, it's just such a good guide for people. Yeah. And so you have a sober girl's guide. Tell us about it.
1: Yeah. So I went back to like school, I got my coaching certification and like to just, you know, tighten things up. But like I, I knew, like I knew what needed to be done. I knew what I wanted to look like, I know what I wanted to like feel. So yeah, I created like this program and then started doing group coaching and one-on-one coaching and then created a m- monthly membership. It's awesome that have our coaches inside of the membership who do support circles pretty daily and they kind of like guide and and lead women, you know, through changing your relationship with alcohol. Yeah, I find that like there's different levels or different accessibility for different people. Like some some people might not feel comfortable one on one and might feel more comfortable in a group situation, like hearing other people's stories, which is really beneficial. Yes. So just different like different strokes for different folks. Trying to help everyone else, right? I love it
0: because I think that yeah, like alcohol is such a barrier to healing ourselves and all the shit that comes up. I don't even think, like, I didn't realize, you almost don't realize why you're drinking until you stop, right? Like, I didn't know why I was, what I was coping with or what I wasn't coping with by drinking. And then all the shit that comes up when you stop, it's like, oh, okay, so this is the hard work of sobriety. Like, the hard work is just feeling those feelings and figuring all of that shit out. And you just can't do that by
1: yourself. Totally. I mean, it's also like, it's lonely and not like as enjoyable at all yeah right like totally you can have fun like we can make changes and we can like get rid of alcohol and have a good time doing it of course there's going to be tears of course it's going to be you know some like sad moments and some like heavy moments but like we can also appreciate that and have a good time yeah, like I, it's
0: it's rebranding sobriety. Like it's not this like stone cold sober thing. Yeah, it's like sobriety's fucking cool. You are cool, you guys. Jessica's like the cool. You she was a DJ, like a real <laughs> DJ. Like oh god, I don't even feel cool enough to like say that. <laughs> and so like yeah, it's it's rebranding all of it. Sobriety needs a rebrand. It needs a rehaul. Yeah,
1: totally. Yeah, so. I don't know, like everything when I started out, everything was like muted blues and grays, which were like so depressing. And I'm like, yeah, (sighs) wait, that color palette just doesn't strike me. No. Yeah. So like, I'm like, we literally I want to see like, I want someone just to tell me that the sun is going to rise tomorrow. And it's going to be like, yeah, juicy and big and warm and yummy. And like, that's what I want from my life. And so that's what I created. Yeah, you sure did.
0: You have like the sunshine. I love it. I mean, you guys, if you haven't looked at Jessica's Instagram too, go to a sober girl's guide on Instagram because all, like the the stuff that you post, it's so funny, the memes. I, <laughs> I swear to God, every time I see a funny like sobriety meme come through, I know it's you. Like I see it in my feed and I'm like, I know it's her. <laughs> like It's just so funny and it's relatable. Thanks. And yeah, it's the opposite of what we think of when we think of like dark church basements. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's there, right? We're all feeling that. We just don't need like an extra layer of that. You know, we all appreciate We all recognize like those feelings are definitely there. We're not like being irresponsible and like just pushing them down or putting them to the side. But it's like, okay, but there's also these feelings too. Like we can also like look at it from a different perspective and like we kind of need to like to keep going. You know, you kind of need to sometimes like shit gets heavy. Yeah, you can't yeah, you
0: can't live in like and I love okay, I love to cry. Like I love a good cry. If I don't cry like once a week, like by myself, like ugly ugly cry in my closet, like I'm not living. And so I love a cry, but I can't live there. No,
1: <laughs>
0: no. Like, it's like Daria. You're probably too young to remember Daria. Are you? Oh, no, I know Daria. Okay, okay.
1: It's like Daria. You know what I mean? Like... It also wasn't my jam, though. Like, I'm like, oh, I see that. Exactly. Not for me.
0: Like, no, me too. Like, you need... You can't just... We can't all be Daria all the time. Like, I have a little Daria in me, and then I gotta just shake it off and be like, no, this can be fun. That's why I love to glamorize sobriety. I think that it's, you know... I mean, it's not all glamorous, but dude, drinking's not glamorous and they glamorize that. So
1: totally. Right. I mean, we all have these like parts and these pieces of ourselves. No part is like better or worse or good or bad. Like it's just there. It's all good. And the good thing about a community is that you realize, like, oh,
0: like, I'm not special in this in a good way. Like, I'm not the only one who has felt. I'm not an alien. Right. Or like the worst thing that you've done, you know, that you feel so much shame about. And like, I can't say it. And when you say it and then you just see like heads nod and no one goes, what?
1: How could you? Like, everyone's literally like. Did it yesterday? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Everyone's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. Been there,
0: hundred percent. And that's so freeing. It's like taking that weight off and just being like, "Oh, okay, I'm not special in this."
1: Yeah, I'm not an alien. I'm not like this foreign, weird creature who has these like really intrusive thoughts or done these like actions that i know aren't myself but like shit they just happened like i'm
0: not alone i'm not alone in this you're not alone no you're so not alone mm-hmm.
1: so what's your favorite part about sobriety i think it's again it's a double-edged sword like i think my intuition and like trust mm. because like my intuition like ma i just oh It's so annoying. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It gets in the way. (laughs) Like it is so strong and I hate to admit it, but it is like right 99% of the time. Like I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I don't want to be right. You know? Yes. Well, like with your last relationship,
0: you're like, can I, can I not be right about that? Like, can I just still be hopeful? And it's, and your, your intuition saying like, no, you can't.
1: Yeah, and it's like, but it's like helpful, right? It's like, totally. this is why it's not working because like, this doesn't feel good. You shouldn't have to feel this way in a relationship. And like, this is your choice. If you want to stay in this, if you want to continue to be treated like this, that's your call. That quote unquote failing, because it wasn't a failure, but
0: that gets you closer to then what you really want. Always.
1: Totally. So- yeah, I would have to say, like, my definitely my intuition and like trusting in myself is, yeah, is my f- favorite uh, and also like most difficult to like control. <laughs> That's so interesting. You can't manipulate it. It's just, it is what it is. Oh my God.
0: So true. But I mean, it's definitely serving you well. Yeah. You know, like you can tell, and you're just such a bright spot in this sobriety community that i've just joined in the last three years that like you're leading the way and you're changing people's lives and that's that's not by accident i guess so (laughs) (laughs) oh my god see there's the ego thank you see no you you have to know that (laughs) i guess so (laughs) i guess so i don't know i guess so
1: i mean thank you i i really appreciate that that's really kind
0: yeah but it's true thanks yeah. You're like moving on. <laughs> yeah. You're uncomfortable. I know. I'm taking it in. <laughs> yeah. I'm making it sit there, Take right <laughs> there. Um, okay. What would you tell someone who is in that, you know, that first like 30 days, maybe they keep going back, they keep getting tripped up and they're hard on themselves and they're wondering why
1: and all of that shit. What would you tell them? Yeah, they're in the loophole, right? They're on the hamster wheel. (sighs) I mean, that is a tough place to be. And I think, honestly, you're going to reach your threshold. Everyone does. It doesn't have to be like a rock bottom. It doesn't have to be like dramatic. It doesn't have to be like this big catastrophe. But like, listen to how you feel, like honestly, how you feel like, is this bringing you one step closer? Is this moving the needle to the person, the woman that you really want to be tomorrow? Yeah, and that's hard to do, right? Because drinking and reaching for something that gives us like that fix, that immediate fix, is really impulsive behavior mm-hmm. at its core. Totally, it is impulsive. It's like we're children. We see cookies, we just reach for them, we eat them, we don't even think about it. I mean, or we're adults and we see cookies. (laughs) I still do that. Yeah. Or that too. Yes.
0: Yeah, it is. It's not like you're thinking through it. You're not like, okay. Yeah. No.
1: And like cookies and alcohol aren't really a fair comparison because like cookies for the most part, don't like ruin your life. Like they don't compound and ruin your life. Like alcohol does.
0: I've never known anyone who like lost their family or got did DUI for eating too many cookies. I would have had so many tickets if that was the case. The The police officer would be like, ma'am, how many cookies have you had? She's
1: cookie drunk. She's cookie wasted. I'm like, I can't. There's too much shame. <laughs> it's kind of a shitty comparison. So my bad, but it makes sense. Like it is a very impulsive, you know, reaching for something. And I get it. It's alcohol is like the easy button, right? We use it, like I said, for so many, it fits in so many needs and so many wants. Yeah. But if you can just try and create a little bit of space, like I'm talking 20 minutes, get like set a timer, give yourself like 20 minutes in between that, see how it feels, like come back and be like, okay, do I still really want this? Chances are in 20 minutes, it's going to be a little bit less, you know, the cravings are going to be a little bit less. You're going to be like, okay, like you're going to be thinking a little bit more ahead. Yeah. Just try and focus on giving yourself a little bit of space. That's all, that's all you need. Just space.
0: I love that because that's, that's giving yourself a chance to see that you're, you're enough in that moment and that you don't need to escape it. And, and and the feelings, if it's boredom or frustration or overwhelm or anxiety or whatever, you're giving yourself that chance to be like, no, look, like I can hold this. I can sit with it. I can feel it. And like, I don't have to hit that escape Button. I love that.
1: And that thing that's going to make you like shame spiral, that's going to like th- send you into like a whole bunch of like regret, that's also going to feel like physically icky, like with a hangover. You know, there's so many like repercussions that we don't think about because, you know, we're impulsively thinking about, okay, well, like how can I just change how I feel right now? And I get it. It's tough. It is tough. And like change is hard.
0: That's the thing. And I like that you said you'll reach your threshold so that it's like you will get there. Yeah. And I think the beating yourself up, if you're not there yet, a lot of women can get into that, which I totally understand. But that just means you're not there yet.
1: Yeah. But you're also like not going to like hating yourself into making changes or like making changes out of like fear based emotions is not going to get you anywhere either no you know it's okay to like apply a little bit of like pressure like everyone needs a little pressure like a, a deadline or like, yeah, like a little nudge yeah like accountability totally understand that but like having that negative self-talk and be like oh my god you're such an idiot like you did it again see I knew it like oh you're just falling into that same trap I knew you would do this I knew you would be like the same person I know you can't change no oh my god yeah what the hell? Like, who is that helping? Literally no one.
0: No, it's not how it's. And you can just sink so far deep into that. And then you're, you, you just feel stuck in that instead of like really like zooming out and saying, okay, like, let me learn from this moment. So I, yeah. okay. I, yeah. I reached for the wine. How was I feeling? Like what was going on in my head? What was going on in my environment? when i reached for it was i bored was i overwhelmed what's my trigger like these are all as long as you don't spiral into that hate where you just can't you just aren't thinking clearly you can't feel you can't you can't start from there and so as long as you stop yourself from going down that rabbit hole yeah there's so much information to be had in those times when you choose to drink and when alcohol continues to to trick you when you didn't intend to drink. And so like, let's, okay, write it down. What happened?
1: You know? Yeah. Just a little bit of space. Like just give a little bit of space. That's all. A little bit
0: of space. I love it. <laughs> oh my God. I could talk to you about this forever. I think that I, I'm i telling you, you guys go go follow Jessica. Tell us where we can find you.
1: Yeah. You can find us, uh, like our website is sobergirlsguide.com Facebook and Instagram at a sober girls guide. And then the podcast, a sober girls guide podcast is literally everywhere. Yeah. Like Spotify, Apple podcasts, like wherever you get your podcasts, where they are. It's so
0: good. It's so informative. You have amazing guests on there too. Thank you. Yeah. I I love that your tips are just, they're very tangible. This isn't like a woo woo thing. You know what I mean? It really is like a guide. It's like, no, if AA isn't for you, here's what to do. Here's how to
1: do it. And I think so many women need that. Well, I'm just a normal girl doing normal girl things. And I just... But you're also a badass girl doing... Need a little thing. Need a little guide to it. (laughs) Doing badass girl things. Just so you know. I try. (laughs) (laughs) Jessica, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This was such a great chat. I know. It was so
0: good. We'll we'll do it again. We'll just continue to meet on podcasts. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Sober Mom Life. If you loved it, please rate and review it wherever you listen. Five stars is amazing. Also, follow me on Instagram at The Sober Mom Life. Okay. I'll see you next week. I'm gonna go reheat my coffee.
2: Bye.